0: Thanks to Fiverr Business for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Fiverr Business is a modern workplace for the digital world. No more scattered feedback. Collaborate with your team, manage projects, and share freelancers all in one workspace. Get one free year and save 10% on your purchase at fiverr.com slash business with promo code dreamjob10. This episode is sponsored by Wondery Secret Sauce. In this new series, they explore the stories and successes behind some of the most inspiring businesses and creative innovators. First up, they dive into Airbnb, the company that revolutionized how we can vacation and travel. Listen to Secret Sauce on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. So tonight, I'm holding a workshop. Did you guys hear about it? I am doing a pop-up workshop tonight. I will be live for 90 minutes. We'll be on Zoom hanging out. The title of the class, how to ditch your day job and get paid to do what you love. I'll be covering the five steps to set yourself up for success. This is going to be epic. I will be there. I will be hanging out with you for 90 minutes, pouring into you, giving you so many fun, easy steps that you're going to just have all the light bulbs turn on. And then I'll be there to answer questions as well. It's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When you sign up, if you can't make it live, we will send you the replay. And I will also send you the workbook that goes with it. If you want more details, you can sign up at kathyheller.com slash workshop. It's $17 to come and join us live. It is so worth it. I'm going to share with you in 90 minutes things that help me build multi seven figures of revenue doing things that don't feel like work. You can join us if you go to kathyheller.com slash workshop. It's 17 bucks. I'll see you guys there tonight. All right, well today we have an awesome episode. My friend Carrie Green is back. She is the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association. She's a best-selling author and she's also a podcaster. It is astonishing what she has created with her membership, the Female Entrepreneur Association. It is one of the largest global communities for female entrepreneurs, and it is all about helping you build the business for your dreams and to create the success that you want while making lifelong friendships and having fun. Carrie has over 5,000 awesome women in her membership, and that's really what this discussion is gonna be about. How do you start a membership? How do you launch one? How do you nurture a thriving membership to this scale? She has so many great nuggets of advice for you, so you're definitely gonna wanna take some notes if you can. Also check out her book, She Means Business, which is the name of her podcast as well. Both of these tools are great if you want to learn more about business strategy and how to get out of your own way. This conversation was a bonus session in our Made to Do This program. So If you want to be part of sessions like this, if you want to be live with people like this and you want to be able to ask your own questions, if you want to be in this incubator called Made to Do This, just want to let you know, Made to Do This will be starting again in June, but the cost is going up significantly. So I want to make sure that you guys, who I love so much, I want you to know with fair warning that the price is going up so that you don't say, Kath, why didn't you tell us? If you've been wanting to get into Made to Do This, if you want to be with me for 12 weeks, then I would get in now because the cost of the program will be going up $2,000. So right now, the cost of the program is $3,000, or you can do it in monthly payments of $298, but it will be going up to $5,000 or $459 a month. So if you want to save $2,000, get in now. So if you sign up before May 31st, you get $2,000 off. And not only that, you get to claim your spot. We have such a long wait list. I have a feeling that this might sell out very, very fast. So come and join us. If you want to sign up, go to madetodothis.com. We already have so many incredible guest experts coming in for the next round, including Ali Webb, founder of Drybar, including Shalene Johnson, who's just an expert in marketing, and so many other incredible souls. Made to do this is the best way I know on the planet to collapse time and space, to transport you, to give you an absolute transformation. I know who you guys are. You don't want more information. There's information everywhere. You want transformation. You want, once and for all, to actually start doing the thing that you came to this world to do. And in 12 weeks, because it's not about watching videos, it made to do this, it's not like I record videos and you go sit and watch videos on your own, no. I'm showing up live with you every single week pouring into you and coaching you and helping you figure out what exact steps to take in order for you to build the most epic business that allows you to be the person you came here to be. To do what you love, sharing your gifts, feeling like you're making an impact and starting to see how you can use my process to make something that feels authentic and genuine so that you learn how to make a business that never feels like work, that never feels like something you have to sell. It just starts to bring in the people you were meant to serve. Get into Made to Do This. Go to made this.com If you've been thinking about it, now is the moment because the price is going up. All right, without further ado, we're going to welcome today's brilliant guest, Carrie Green. Let's dive in.
1: Carrie's here. Hi, Carrie. Hi everyone. I'm
0: so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I love hanging out with you. Carrie is one of my dear friends. She's so inspiring. She's so down to earth. So <laughs> we're gonna talk today about her journey and specifically her journey of building one of the most. this is a fact. this is not me being nice. one of the most successful memberships. She has um, consistently had over 5,000 people. Can you believe? in her FEA. So Carrie, let's talk about you and then let's see if we can make this a little bit of like a a deep dive in what the heck does it take to build a successful membership? So before we go into that, just tell us a little bit about the journey. You've been on the podcast before. Some people may have heard, some people may have not. So just a little bit of the journey of like how you even came up with the idea to start this membership, how you arrived at that.
1: Well, I think I'd always wanted to start membership. I won't go digging around, but it just reminded me because I think I've got some like old designs I did years ago of like building a membership. I really liked the idea of being able to bring together a, the community in like a deeper way and have a space for people to come together to learn more. And, you know, for me, obviously FEA is about helping women to build businesses. So it's like having... Because I had like email subscribers, which is great, but it's like, how do we take this to another level and have this on an ongoing basis? And so I thought a membership felt like a really good idea. Also, a membership really appealed to me because I just couldn't summon up the courage to create a course like i just i found it so overwhelming yep, to be yep. like what do i create and i thought a membership i can just do month 1 and then figure out the rest after and so it felt more doable and i liked also the idea of I, yeah so a membership you're building like that's your in a sense your community of like super fans so i know that my members are the people that are most likely to if i bring out a book, they're going to want the book. If I create something else, they're going to want that thing. Like we have um, a stationary line. So I know that the members absolutely love the things that we produce on the stationery shop. So like the community, the membership, it is like a, it's like core base of of people who love the brand, love the business. So I really like that aspect. And then also the recurring revenue model is just amazing. Like I had my first child, Casey, back in 2018, and I literally was just, I just did not have any inspiration or energy for work. (laughs) I think like at eight months, I was like really trying to like get back into it. I just, if I'm being honest, I still wasn't back in it. And then since then, I've had Marley, my daughter. And if it wasn't for a membership site, I'm not sure what the revenue would have been like over the past few years because it's just been operating a lot without me being involved. Like I'm not really involved in like the membership stuff anymore. So I yeah, I'm really grateful for recurring revenue. It's so sparkly
0: and awesome. First of all, what you just laid out about how you do have this core of super fans, which is just where where it, where it is all at, right? It is yeah. all about creating engagement, deep engagement, and I always like to say like intimacy is currency, right? So you've created something where it's not your focus hasn't been on how to, even though you have a, a very strong social media following, it's not been about how do I get those big vanity metrics? It's how can I create a really engaged tight community? Yeah. And from that little nucleus, it's small and mighty. It's been fierce. It's built an empire for you. And yeah. just so that we are all on the same page, we're talking about Carrie's membership. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars in reoccurring revenue a month. We're talking about millions of dollars a year. And she's not Kim Kardashian, She's not famous, right? She's not somebody who people would recognize if she was eating lunch, right? Out at whatever cafe, cute cafe in her European town. But she found a small corner of the world and she brought women together around a, an idea that she felt was something close to all of their hearts. And she provided value and she also, like you said, you didn't show up as like, here I am the expert ready to teach you deep, deep dive curriculum. It was more like, what would I do to hold space? It's, it's just incredible. So I want to go back to where it started. Cause that's where everybody here is, is generally at. So where did you start the first month when you put it out there? What was the experience like of launching it? How did you do that? And what was the
1: initial response from, from the women who were Interested. So I launched it the day before Thanksgiving and I didn't realize it was Thanksgiving the next day because I'm in the UK. <laughs> and most of my audience are from the US. So I, in 2013, I was like, I'm launching a membership site this year. And it got to the end of the year and I was like, I haven't done it. Like I haven't created it. And I was like, I have to do this as always. I'll be so angry with myself. And so I quickly tried to put something together. And so I just kind of was trying to get it out there. And so I didn't have some grand launch plan. I think I did a bit of like, A pre-launch of getting people excited, letting them know something was coming, but it was minimal. I mean, I sent like a few emails, probably posted out a little few bit of on social media. And then I literally sent an email out to my email list and I had 18,000 people on my email list at the time, which I can talk more about because I spent the first few years of FEA really building up my audience. And so I sent out some emails. I then started to run a few Facebook ads And I think within the first month or or a couple of months, I had like a few hundred members. And I think it took me like four or five months to get to like 400-ish members. And I remember thinking like, I just how am I gonna get to my first thousand? And it was really like email, social media and Facebook ads. Like those were the three things I focused on to get, get members on board. And I mean, like back then, I was doing all the things. I didn't have really anyone working for me. I didn't even have anyone helping me with customer support. So I was like creating the content. I was collaborating with any experts I was work bringing in. I was marketing it. I was replying to the emails. I was like putting everything together um, myself. It wasn't until we hit one thousand members that I start, I hired somebody to like really help me with oh, with wow. like the customer support side of things. So it was it was a bit crazy.
0: That's a beast this is just so awesome that you had the courage to, to do that, right. Step into the unknown without a staff around you. You had to the content. You had to create an offer. You had to figure out, you know, on the spot while you were building it, what the heck is this membership going to look like? So I want to get into that, but before we do, let's talk about this 18,000 person email list Cause that's actually, it's a significant list, right? Yeah. How long did it take you to build that? First of all?
1: So I'd started FEA in the February, 2011. We just celebrated our 10th birthday, which is crazy. But so when I got started, I knew I needed to build up my audience and I knew I needed an email list of people who really liked what I did. So initially I didn't have a freebie because the idea of creating a freebie just freaked me out. I didn't know what to create. And so I literally just put on the website, I think it was like around like join this project, join, like sign up and you know we all want to be part of something that means something so I was like how can I put make this and put this out there like let's stand together on this let's come together so it was kind of that thing so it was kind of it was just sign up to be part of this thing <laughs> there wasn't any freebie in it and um I love then, that though that makes a lot of sense to me
0: I like it it feels more genuine and organic yeah come be a part of this Are just so everybody just as a tangent, but I think an important tangent, our biggest list builder is when I do free experiences, like a five-day challenge, come join me for this. Yeah, That builds uh, probably 100,000 people to our list a year, just from yeah. that. So I wow. hear
1: you. So, okay, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. So I started to send out these little, I think maybe monthly at first and then weekly emails where I do like a tip, an inspirational quote. And then I really realized the power of social media at the time, in particular, Facebook. And I started to like figure, If I thought to myself, if I can become amazing at this social media platform, then it will really help me to drive more traffic, get more email subscribers and create more success. I knew that if I was going to introduce an offer, I had to have people who were connected and engaged and like listening to me. And then I discovered Facebook ads and realized how powerful they were. And I've always really been interested in ads because it's just a faster way to get in front of people. And in my first business, which was not remotely the same, it was phone unlocking, but I started it using Google AdWords. And like right from day one, we were profitable because I spent $30 and made however much, but like I made more than I spent. And I was like, this is day one. This is great. (laughs) And so I, when I started playing around with Facebook, I realized that it was just a really powerful way to get in front of my audience. And I realized it was a great way for me to build my social media presence and like get people interested and involved and seeing what I was doing. And like over the years I've tried like different things. Like eventually I did create a freebie, but I mean that took me, I think it my first freebie was really 2013. <laughs> but then I also when I started hosting webinars, I started doing that and at the first I did like collaborations. So where I would host and someone else would teach because I just wasn't ready to be the, the teacher. So it's like,
0: smart though. It's
1: brilliant. And, so I remember doing my first one and I was so terrified and like drank a glass of wine and had another glass of wine next to me. I was so terrified. And that I realized that was a great way to build my email list and, Oh yeah, I was just focused on like figuring out how I could add value, but also thinking of different things to do. So um, one thing I realized was that I loved reading um, like magazines and like, I loved personal development, but I felt like there was a real gap of a magazine for women that was like personal development, business development, something really inspirational. And so I thought, you know, I'll just create a magazine. (laughs) And so I put this magazine together like myself <laughs>
0: more magazine, yeah.
1: I found someone to design it and then I put together the whole magazine. It, they were like 70 pages and we just did it monthly. I say we, it was like me, myself, and I, and Natalie who designed it. And I went after this, I had this wish list of people to go after, um, like best selling authors, like really well known entrepreneurs. And even though at the time, like FEA wasn't anything, I found that people were willing to say yes more easily than I thought they would. And what it did is it helped to raise the authority and the credibility of FEA because people then saw me interviewing these really big name people and then associated FEA with these big name people. People, So I was always looking at like, how do I raise my profile? How do I raise the profile of FEA? How do I do something that other people aren't doing? How do I like blaze my own path here with this? And I think that's really important when you're looking at like building an audience, like build your audience of people who, you know, you are doing you. And I think doing crazy things like, you know, a magazine or or whatever idea it is, I think it's important to follow those little niggles because that's when you get like a lot of people paying attention and interest and you start to like really stand out so yeah, so I was just largely doing that and just adding value, adding value. I think for me, one of the biggest things when I started FEA was realizing that I was here to serve. I was here to be of service. And I knew that if I could just forget about what was in it for me and just focus on what was in it for the people I wanted to show up and serve, and I could just give and like learn and really get into giving, I knew I'd figure out how to eventually receive and how to um, how to make it profitable and successful. And I remember at the beginning, people being like, what are you doing? You're not, you're not financially savvy. And like thinking it was ridiculous that I was doing all this stuff and putting all this out there and like making all this effort and I wasn't charging anything. But my I was playing the long game and the long game was build these amazing relationships, create visibility, build this audience and get people to understand like what it is that I'm doing, what I'm creating, I'm excited about it. And I knew if I could do that, I would be able to figure out how to make it really successful. So the first two years were me doing that, but I think it took really two years because I was also really afraid to put myself out there. <laughs> So I don't think it needs to take that long. I just, it just did for me because I was getting in my own way so much. The story of my life, probably the story of everyone's life. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and it makes a lot of sense. And, and what it allowed you to do also is really get to know this woman who you serve and what she's excited about, what she's struggling with and all mm-hmm. of that. So that when you went to create this membership, you had this idea of like, oh, I think this is what she needs because I've been talking to her on yeah. social media. I've been talking to her in the DMs. And I love what you said about how you would bring in other people to collaborate with because we make it harder than it needs to be. You know, it's like, oh, I have to teach a course. So I have to create curriculum and video modules. And I mean, that, that works for some people that doesn't work for me. Right. And then in a membership, it's like, oh my God, this is a place where I could just facilitate great conversations. Like I don't have to like literally write out like three or four scripts a week and then make sure I have a step. I could could create something that's really powerful just by being resourceful. And Mm -hmm. I think people don't realize how often other people are just so willing to be like, sure, I'll come in and, and share. And I think also it's not even about how famous the person is. It could just be that this person is really great at speaking on a topic but that takes courage to reach out to those people and like you said it takes courage and guts to get out of your own way
1: so how did you do that how did you do that mostly um by (laughs) putting off putting it off till it just became so unbearable to put it off any longer that I just had to face my fears and do it (laughs) but I think for me like doing a lot of the mindset work over the years has just been so important and just I do all sorts of things like looking at the bigger picture of life. And sometimes I even just have this visualization where I literally imagine being in space. Like This is weird, but like the planet hovering in blackness and realizing that, like I zoom out of life because we get so caught up in like the day to day and we see these things happening daily that we think are significant but really they're not significant and I zoom out of life so that I can recognize that I am here on this planet as a human being and it doesn't bloody matter if I mess up if this fails if it doesn't work out if that person says no if I charge the wrong price if no one buys it doesn't matter and what matters is that I actually just gave it a shot and so when I like doing things like zooming out and that kind of thing just really pushes me over the edge and um, helps remind me of like what I'm here for. And then also like journaling, visualization, I'm really into that and meditating. And I really think that success is mostly, I think the inner work is probably the most critical piece when you're trying to create whatever your definition of success is.
0: That's really powerful. That image of just zooming out and seeing the earth. I, I took my kids to the natural history museum in New York city two Octobers ago. And we're like sitting in the planetarium and it's beautiful. And one of my daughters needs to pee and I'm trying to enjoy it. And there was like a two minute period where I actually was able to like, just sit in the wonder of it. And I'm just like, Oh my God, there's this, there's this moment where they show you the building of the science museum. Then they zoom out, you see New York city then you see New York, then you see the North American continent, then you see all the continents, then you see the planet, then you see the galaxies. And you're just literally like, freaked the F out. You're like, I don't matter at all. Like, oh my God. Right. You just like, get it. And just remember it was so powerful that day. Cause they start with where you are and then boom. And it really is such a good thing to remember. Like, mm-hmm. why am I making this so dramatic? Like, yeah. why am I making this such a big deal? Let me, let's just see what happens. Like, why is this such a big deal? Let's let the drama go. Yeah. So I love that. This conversation is so good. But before we keep going, we're just going to thank our sponsors. In Secret Sauce, the new series from Wondery, hosts John Fry and Sam Donner explore the stories and successes behind some of the most inspiring businesses and the innovative entrepreneurs behind them. To kick things off, the show takes a look at Airbnb, the company that revolutionized how we vacation and travel, and even you might say how we trust other people. It all started in 2008 when they launched Airbed and Breakfast at South by Southwest with the idea of becoming an alternative for people to overbooked hotels. But that initial event didn't go well and only one other customer signed up. How then did Airbnb break through and become a game-changing travel company, and what lessons can we learn from their journey? I'm a fan of hearing these origin stories and how huge companies were able to overcome the disappointments and obstacles along the way. I always find it super inspiring, and it really opens up your eyes to what's possible. So if you're a fan of my show, then I think you're going to love Secret Sauce. Listen to Secret Sauce on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know from experience that managing a team can be a challenge, especially when your freelancers go rogue. But with Fiverr Business, you get access to an all-star team of super freelancers, plus all the tools and support you need to easily integrate them into your existing workflow. Because when it's time to nail your big rebrand, your product launch, or investor pitch, the last place you're going to want to find yourself is knee-deep in a herd of wild freelancers. I used Fiverr when I needed someone to Photoshop some pictures and my team didn't have the time or bandwidth to do it ourselves. It was really easy to find someone within our budget and we didn't have to go through a long process of sending out a job posting or interviewing. We literally found someone within an hour of going onto Fiverr and they did such a great job. So stop wasting your time searching for talent and just leave it to Fiverr business. It's really the modern workplace for the digital world. Their team of dedicated business success managers will match you with the best talent for your team. Plus you can save and share your favorite freelancers for future projects, collaborating on online hasn't been this easy since, well, ever. And right now you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. Get one year free and save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr Business with promo code DREAMJOB10. Just go to fiverr.com slash business and don't forget promo code DREAMJOB10. That's F-I-V-E-R-R.com slash business. So yes. getting back to sort of the nitty gritty of it, I first just want to say to everyone who's listening who can quickly feel overwhelmed, I want to tell you two pieces of data, just for data. Number one, my very first launch, I did not have an email list and I launched a program. It was nine ninety-seven. It was for songwriters and I made 147 grand. Okay, that's just some data, just to know that that's a thing. And then the other thing to know is that by and large, what we find out, Carrie, which is really interesting to know, is that my audience is now pretty hefty, right? We have like multiple hundreds of thousands of people on an email list. I have a, a really big podcast following, but would you believe that by and large, the people who come to our five-day challenges and people who come into me to do this by and large, they don't know me before that? Like, it's it's crazy. It's like cold traffic. How is it for you at this point? How many of your members from FEA are coming off of your email list? And how many of your people
1: are coming out of the, the world? Well, we're changing some stuff up at the moment to do some evergreen things. Actually, some of the evergreen ads I'm running at the moment, <laughs> the cold traffic's performing better. Yeah. I mean, when we're doing launches, it's the ads that do a lot of the heavy lifting for and getting out there in front of a cold audience. Like, I don't know where you stand on ads, Cathy, but for me, especially with my previous experience with Google AdWords, for me, ads are a secret weapon in the sense of when I realized the potential, where ads could take my business and the potential of ads, it was just a game changer because every single one of us here can learn how to leverage ads to really build our businesses. And we don't have to be waiting for ages to build. Like, if you want to build an email list of a thousand people, like, you could literally do that this month. I could show you how to do it and it doesn't have to cost you a load of money. Um, like if you've not got an offer in place and all that, it might be maybe a little bit of a silly thing to do. I don't know, but ads are so insanely powerful. I remember being a mastermind a few years ago and I was talking to someone who had a membership and she had like 17,000 members. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she was spending a million a month on ads. And I was like, what? That's insane. And then I was like, wait, no, it's not insane. What if I could spend a million a month on ads? Where would I be? What would my business be at? Like her business was making like an excess of 20 million because she had some other things in excess of 20 million a year. So to spend 12 million on ads, well, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then I, I was in another mastermind call earlier on this year. And the guy on that, he'd scaled his membership last year from around like, I don't know, he had like maybe five to 10,000 members and scaled it last year to over 30,000 members all through ads on an evergreen ad campaign, like just ads. And then he said this year, he, it was likely that he'd start to hit a million dollar, ad spend a month on Facebook, but his ad spend over the past year had crept up. So we were spending a few hundred thousand. I know that sounds insane probably to all of us here because it also sounds insane to me, but it just makes me think like, if to me, my takeaway is if you've figured out how to do this, I can figure out how to do this. So I'm going to figure it out because if I can scale and get to that level, I want to be able to get to that level. One thing I really want you guys to get is part of what Carrie is
0: not saying about herself, but I can tell you about her. And part of what I think makes she and I successful is that you can have ads running or you can have an email list or you can have yip de doo fill in the blank, but our conversion numbers are super high and not normal. And that has to do with, the kind of way you show up with people, the intimacy. We are all so saturated with ads and we're so saturated with emails that for a lot of people, they just think, well, I'll spend more and more because the conversion rate is so tiny that I need a bigger list or I need to spend more in order to convert this tiny amount. But Carrie, as you can just feel, just being with her, she's such a genuine person. She creates connection right away. Immediately. It's instant. And so she and I, I don't, I mean, it's not like I've ever talked to you about this and looked at your numbers, but I just know you well enough. And I know your business well enough to kind of guess, but like typical conversion rates are like two to 3%. Like that's, that's great. Like you're doing fantastic. Whereas for us, if I do some kind of a launch or I do some kind of a challenge, we're looking at like, it could be 8%, it could be 11%. Because there's a warmth, there's an engagement, there's an intimacy, there's something that doesn't feel like everything else. And so we're going to keep talking about that because that's what you really want to keep bringing back and bringing into what you're doing. And so on that point, Carrie, I think one of the reasons your membership is so uber successful is because you are so aware of that. And so the community is focused on what the community really needs, where people are feeling that support, that accountability, the implementation stuff. Can you talk to us about those components of what you built into your membership? Because when I first heard you tell me what was in your membership and how much you poured into these women, I was not surprised that it was successful because of what you focused on and because of what you decided not to focus on. So tell us what you do that really keeps it feeling like the glue for all of them?
1: Well, at the beginning, I didn't have all these things, but at the beginning, it wasn't as big as it is now. And I think that as you get, as things get bigger, like what you said, people want that connection. People want to be seen and be heard. And it's really interesting because we have this channel on Slack as a team and um, it's called Success Stories where the team can share like things coming in. And so Scarlett on our team just shared this one from a, a member that came in and said, I know that you have over 5,000 members to speak to, but you honestly make me feel that there's no one else there. I have all of your attention. Thank you. And um, and that is where the magic is. Like when you can make somebody feel that special. And I feel like more than anything, it is an intention because when I wrote my book, for example, my intention was for people to read it and to feel really connected with me. And like we were friends, like I wanted to be the best friend. I remember years ago, someone asking me the question, like, who do you want to be to your audience? And he was like, I'm <laughs> Uncle Peter. So random, but I was like, who do I want to be? And I was like, I don't want to be the expert. I don't want to be that kind of like mother figure. I want to just be the best friend by your side, like shoulder to shoulder, we're in this together, I'm here, like by your side. So when I wrote my book, it was with that energy. And I cannot tell you how many people read my book and say, I feel like you're my best friend. And it's, it's infusing that energy into everything. And once you're clear on what that energy is for you and who you want to be to your audience and that relationship that you want to have, and then how does that look? How do you speak to a best friend? You speak to a best friend differently to how you speak to a parent or how you would speakers I don't know an expert or something it would be a different energy and so I think that and pouring that into whatever you're doing really the relationship that you then build is so much more intentional so then with the features we have things like virtual meetups which is where people just get on a zoom call and then we get into breakout sessions of like I don't know, four to five people and everyone gets to chat and there's a bit of an agenda as to like they can pitch and like get people's feedback and and that kind of thing. And that's really powerful because it's real. It's not just some online thing that they're doing in an isolated way. They are part of something with real relationships, with real people that are on the same journey that they're on. And so when you can facilitate that and like you're holding the space for people to come together, it then is really powerful. And we have like accountability partner pairings again, so that you can have a connection with one other person. And don't get me wrong, there are times when people pair together and they don't get on it. It's awkward, but a lot of the time they and they hit it off. And then that changes everything. Some people like we do these Christmas parties in the UK. And what I remember once someone flying over, someone came from Australia once, someone came all the way from San Francisco. She stayed in the UK for two nights just to come to the Christmas party. And I was like, oh my gosh. But when I was asking, why are you coming? They're coming to meet their accountability partners. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I think when you have a membership and you can facilitate those relationships happening within the community that's so powerful um like we do we've just started doing co-working calls so again getting together and like working through something together you feel like you're part of something and if, with a membership that's the key is you want people to feel like they are a part of something they can't just disappear into it like yes. well people do you're always going to have that but you need to try and really engage people to f- to create connections, to collaborate, to build friendships, that's when people will stay for a really, really long time. And like I'll show up and do like live Q&As and live sessions. But really, I think the magic is one, well, obviously keeping the relationship with me is, is really powerful, but also getting that relationship between the members themselves is really powerful.
0: So when Um, you first started, two questions that go together. What did you charge when you first started? And what were the features? Like what did the membership include at that point?
1: So it was $25 a month. And I did a bundle of business love every month. And my little bundle for month one was success month. And success month included a workbook on how to basically condition yourself for success, a guide, a PDF guide, an affirmations principle, a little monthly tracker, I think, where you could like track your month and a guided visualization. So that was my little bundle. And then I did a live Q&A session and that was it. It was, so it's the, it was the little bundle and it was then the Q&A and the Facebook group. So the community. And
0: as time that. went on, now you have your you have an accountability situation. There's co-working calls. You're doing the same amount of Q&As or more?
1: I do a goal setting session every month. And then, yeah, the live coaching call, which is with the the expert that we've worked with that month. And if that's me, then it's with me. And if it's not, it's with me and the expert where people get to be in the hot seat and come on the Zoom call and ask their question. That stuff now has been really powerful because it just facilitates the relationships between the members,
0: yeah. And um, now your membership is, is it 80 to, around 79? What is it now a
1: month? Uh, last year it was still,
0: it was 47. <laughs> oh, it's still 47. So, yeah. Okay. But guys, you can get out your calculator. She has over 5,000 people in this membership and uh, it's just been thriving. In terms of continuing, right? Part of a membership is the idea that it's month to month. So yeah. Does that create for you a a sense of scarcity that you have to then like re-up every month? Do you have it where people can buy like six months at a time? Do you launch at the beginning of every new month?
1: How are you keeping it fluid? So just to to share, when I started, I had it open all the time. And I think it's a really good thing to do initially, because when you have it open all the time, you have to figure out what's really landing, like what's really converting. And whereas if you started with like an open and closed model, you might do your launch and get like five people in and be like, Oh, I've just closed right. it. Now, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? And then you don't know what really worked and what didn't work because you didn't have enough people coming, you know, going through. Yeah. So I think at the beginning, have it, I had mine open for the first year and I was just testing and seeing like what's working, what's not. And then once we got to a thousand members, I switched to a closed model. So basically, I did three launches, I think that year. So it was where I did like a three-part video series or a free challenge or something like a webinar, or something. And then it opened for like seven days. And it was amazing because when I did that first launch, I had 1200 people join in seven days and it had taken me over a year to get my first thousand. And I was like, wow, this really works. But it worked because I was at the right point for it to work. Cause I had that knowledge and I had an audience and I'd had the membership and then I closed it down. So people knew, wait, wait, she's got this membership and I can't get in anymore. So then they joined the wait list and then it kind of built anticipation for the launch. And I did that for a long time. And then I found that as it grew, we plateaued, like it was impossible unless we could drastically scale the launches. We couldn't scale the membership because, obviously, as you grow, then you're losing more members a month because you're always going to have some level of attrition. So then now this year, we're really going to be focused on like evergreen. So having it open all the time. And we might do a couple of like launches where we might do special bonuses to just kind of create a bit more hype around, around it. So
0: if somebody is starting, they might have this thought of like, why should I start this? I think people think this thought of nobody's going to pay for this. They could get this for free, or there's already people doing this. What's your response? Because I'm sure there's people in your membership who want to start memberships that are similar. What do you say to people when they think those
1: things? I feel like if you just take a step back and stop looking at it from your own perspective and look at yourself as like, why do you join memberships? Like maybe you're not part of one, but like let's say like Gabrielle Bernstein, for example, she's got like multiple New York Times bestselling books. So she's got like a lot of people who love her books. She has a membership and people want to be part of her membership because they want to be part of her space. They want to have a more intimate experience with Gabrielle Bernstein and they want the behind the scenes. They want the extra goodies. They want that from her and they're willing to pay to be part of Gabby's inner circle. And so I feel like when you realize like, is there anyone that you can think of who's inner circle you would want to be part of, like a space that you want to be part of. And then think of it from yourself, like perspective in the sense of when you're building your business and you're putting yourself out there, people will like resonate with you and they'll love what you're about and they'll connect with you and they'll want more from you because they connect with you and they resonate with you in the same way that you want maybe more, you want to join someone else's membership because you connect and resonate with them. I just think sometimes we don't put the same value on ourselves that we put on other people and so we don't recognize it you know we I mean I'm I'm saying like why would anyone I mean I'm still like this to this day I mean like Kathy like sometimes I feel like she wants to smack me around you know over the head you know to be like bloody hell like stop it but um I remember Jada Selena once said in a masterclass class she did for us, she said, there's no such thing as a unique message, only unique messengers. And we're all the unique messengers. And that's what makes us special. And that's what makes whatever we create special. And that's why people want to join it. And then we have to leverage that and tap into that. And it just comes back down to Kathy, what you were saying around like, you know, really creating that authentic connection, that real intimate connection with people, um, which is, it takes guts to do that because you have to put yourself out there and That is a bit terrifying, really. Um, It is
0: terrifying. And for anybody who's starting out and is like, well, I'm not Cappy Bernstein and I don't have a New York Times bestseller. So what do you think you have that she can't give, which is more intimacy, right? Like if she creates a membership, most likely it's going to be like digital downloads of her. And if she does show up, you're probably going to be in a group of like 12,000 people. Versus if you're holding space for people and you're starting out with 29 women or 48 or 104 or even 5,000, it's different, right? So there's always an advantage, no matter which side of the coin, depending on the person who you're feeding, there's a, there's a nourishing piece. So don't dismiss that. I remember early on, like, I think about it now, how I was, when I was just starting out, people got so much more of me. Like I was able to reply to every email. I was able to reply to every DM and people appreciated that. Even if I wasn't at the time as famous as whatever, they need a friend, you know, so often what people need most in the world is someone who really cares enough to listen and make space more than they need this perfect answer from somebody, And so if you're able to provide that, that is really like medicine. Yeah. So I guess I want to ask you, what is one thing you learned not to do with a membership? What does not work? Um, So that you could give some advice to people before they kind of step in the landmine.
1: Well, I will say now, a lot of people look at what I've created and think that they have to have this really big membership with loads of content to be able to get going with it. And I actually think that that's, really more of a curse in the sense of we have so much content now because it's been going for seven years and people get overwhelmed and like we have to backtrack and like work really hard to figure out how do we reduce the overwhelm and like that is our biggest challenge so i think it's giving yourself permission to be able to keep it simple and Even if you can just address one simple thing, let's say, for example, you are a photographer and you have a photography membership to help people to build their photography businesses. Even if, for example, you just teach them one thing every month, like one way to get a new client, like one simple way to get a new client and and the goal of that membership is just like, I'm here to help you get one new client a month. Then that is so powerful. So it doesn't have to be like all these things. It can just be like, what's this one transformation? And I almost think like, if I was going to start over, I'd probably do it from that perspective of like not this huge, massive thing with all this stuff, but like, what's the one transformation I'm going to get you every month? And that's all we're here for. And that's all we're focused on. And I would, yeah, I would keep it that simple because one, I think that converts better because people when, know very clearly what the offer is. And it's, it's, it's more doable as well. Like it doesn't have to be like you figuring out all the, like the millions of st- things.
0: Ah, it feels so good to hear that. And it's so true. And I have to bring myself back to that all the time as well. It's really important to get that. I remember hearing Greg Smith from Thinkific. He's the CEO of Thinkific. And he said, the number one reason that programs will fail is because they're too much. The students are overwhelmed So that's really, really powerful. And just as like another little behind the scenes thing, one thing I learned that didn't work, well, one thing I wanted to improve upon with our membership is we created this membership called Arrive about like arrive at your next level, arrive home to yourself, all these things. And also sort of arrive in my platform, wherever you're at, whether you just finished me to do this, whether you're new, And I realized that was overwhelming. And I decided I want to make something just for our alumni so that it's very crystal clear, like what we're working on every single month. And we're all starting in the same place. And we have definitely like a few hundred people who are not alumni. And I looked at it and I was like, it's okay. It's not going to be for me. It's, it's the longer game. It's not about losing revenue. It's about making something that really, really works. That's just something I've learned in my membership. Okay. So, um, Here's some questions. Is it helpful to do a free challenge leading into a membership launch? You did mention webinars and then you also said challenges. Which
1: one do you prefer? I mean, I've done all of them. I think they're all really powerful. And I think it's really about what do you love? Like what feels good for you? And go with that one because your energy will be better. Whether that is a webinar that's better, you know, more polished or a freestyle chat, a video series, pre-recorded. I've never seen a difference between like the success outcome. Um, Lisa said, how do you come up with pricing if you don't even have members yet? Like, how did you come up with a price? I remember this being like one of the hardest things, (laughs) but in the end I just went with what in my gut felt like a good price. And I feel like it's easier to increase the price. It's not easy to decrease the price. And so also pricing is a powerful strategic marketing tool from the sense of when you have a membership and you go from $25 to $30 a month, you've locked those members in at $25 a month. Therefore, if they leave, they know they can't get back in at $25. Therefore, there's an incentive to want to stay or to really think hard before they leave. So um, locking people in at the rate they come on at is powerful. And also when I did it said, it's $25. And this is the last time you can join for $25. Like people are like, Oh, right. Okay. I'm going to actually try this. Cause sometimes your teeth are on the edge of like, should I join? Should I not join? Will it be worth it? Won't it be worth it? And sometimes just being like, this pricing is going away and we're increasing it is enough to like, then get people to actually try it out. So I know it can feel overwhelming to figure out the price, but just literally, if you have like a gut instinct of like, okay, this feels like a good starting point, And like, a mentor of mine once said that like $97 a month is really the cutoff for a front-end membership. Like mine's a front-end, it's not off the back of a program. Like Kathy, if, if you're switching your membership out, it'll be then a back-end um, a membership offering, which you can often have like much higher price point for. But front-end memberships um, typically do really well uh, between like, I don't know, like a lower price up to 70 $97. That being said, I have seen really successful ones that are like 297 a month. But at that point, it's like, then what are you doing that people will stay on for? Um, right. So yeah. This is all so good. This is a
0: good question because it's kind of the story you tell. What wording have you figured out works to draw people in? So when you're posting an ad or when you're talking on a challenge or a webinar, what are you saying? What's the guts of what you're kind of saying to to welcome people to make the decision to join the the membership.
1: Um well, if for example like I'm doing like a workshop and then I get to the end of the workshop, I get everyone just to close their eyes and do a visualization because I think one of the most important things as well is that like you want people to dream with you. You want to get people dreaming and thinking of what's possible and getting into that space within themselves and then often like we all know when you're on a workshop and you're inspired and you find up if you don't do anything with that, that inspiration then wears off. Like the next day, you might still have a little bit of an inspiration, but then maybe the next week you've forgotten what they've said. The inspiration has worn off and you're back to your old habits of like making bad decisions and uh, self-sabotaging and all that stuff. Whereas like, if you're part of, of a program that will help you to stay like inspired, will help you to stay on track, like you'll get like an accountability partner, like which is proven like 95% of people who have an accountability partner are more successful than those who don't. So I make the link by basically, like there are three options, like you can do nothing and then what's going to change? You can, actually, I don't know what my three options are. I don't know what the third one is. Or you can do something and then (laughs) like you can like become, become part of it. And I think it's just like, just showing what the options are. And like, you know, neither of them are wrong. It's just right. different paths. And it's just trying to like make that clear, like what the paths are and like how the path that I can help you with, like how that actually can help you. And I think in for me as well, it's just sharing stories. Sharing stories about how you can help. And if you don't have any clients in terms of like success stories from clients, share your own stories, like your own stories of like how what you're going to be sharing has transformed your own life and like how you know it can transform lives and how it can make a difference. But with anything that you're selling you're selling the dream you're selling the transformation and i will also add that you have to keep selling that once people become a member so like once they become a member for example that video on that that thank you page you want to be selling that dream to them even though they they're they're a member because we're selling we want people to stay remember remind them like what journey we're going on here because the more they buy into that dream the more action they're going to take the more results they're going to get the more amazing it's going to be the more impact you're going to have on their lives but the more they're going to want to stay part of the journey with you. Um, So yeah, I think just really stories, selling the dream.
0: I love it. Somebody asked the question of what do you pay people who come and speak to your class, to your membership rather?
1: We don't, we never, we've never paid anyone who's come and in a session. Same here. I wanted to ask you that so that people get
0: that, that there's a world of people who love, they love to speak and get that exposure can you yeah. maybe say more about that? Why do you think that is, Carrie? Why do people why are people willing to do that? Do you think?
1: Well, I feel like one people like being asked for advice, and people like talking, and people like sharing and showing up and helping. I know, for example, there's members who I've like got to know because like they're part of the membership and we're part of this like online family together. And so they've asked me like, will I go into their memberships and like speak? And I will do it. Like it's not huge memberships. Like I spoke at one, and it was like. I think there were maybe six people in the group. And I spent an hour of my time talking to these six people because I wanted to help out and I wanted to show up and be there. did not pay me anything. I just did it as a favor. Um was, I just did it because I wanted to. And so I remember when I was starting FBA and it wasn't anyone to anyone, um, I would reach out to some really big name people and ask if I could, you know, interview them and get them involved in what I was doing it. And I can't remember a time where someone said no, like people more often than not say yes. And as well, like as the membership grows, like now ours has grown, it's a good opportunity for people to promote themselves. And it's now a platform in itself to, you know, someone see, like, I know a lot of our experts, they get a lot of clients from doing a masterclass.
0: A hundred percent. I remember when I was doing my book launch a year ago and Macmillan, my publisher said, you know what? You don't have to go on a book tour. This is before COVID where you actually could have done it. They're like, it's better for you to just do what you do online. Like whether you're popping into someone's group. And I have been asked to speak in so many people's memberships and things like that. And not only do I not ask to be paid, I don't promote anything. I'm not even worried about it. Like I don't say, oh, I have a program. Oh, I have a podcast. I don't say anything. I just give. And it's so fun. I enjoy it, but I want people to hear this. I want you guys to hear this, that You are literally sitting in front of this incredible Pandora's box where you can gather people together. You could start the way Carrie did $25 a month, and you can bring in other people and put the spotlight on them. Like I'm doing right now, like this is the easiest thing in the world. I'm just drinking iced coffee and talking to you and asking you questions, and you're brilliant. And I get to be a part of it by bringing you in. This could be what the membership looks like for you guys, and it can be around any topic. So
1: it's really, really exciting. When, what, I, just, when I started out as well, though, I literally, what, I remember the first time I asked for someone to collaborate in, in a loose sense was I was doing this money bundle. So it was all about like money. And so I looked at like, who are some really great money experts? And I reached out and I just said, what are some of your top tips? So I created like this workbook but then I incorporated all their tips and I think I asked like three different experts so I wasn't saying can you create something for me or can I come and interview you and, and it be like an hour I started off really small and, and, and then just built my confidence up that way and also like connections and all that kind of stuff up so it doesn't have to be like now when people experts create masterclasses it's it is a full-on really but yeah it doesn't it did not start that way whatsoever.
0: so fantastic. As we are signing off here, what do you feel in your heart at the end of the day, if you had to just choose in this moment, like what is the most important piece that has helped you find this success?
1: Just show up and be of service. Like as entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call yourself, like we are here to serve. And like, for me, when I recognized that and that the penny dropped on that properly, it changed everything. Cause I remember in 2008, doing this little challenge to myself called mission to make a million. I was like, how can I make a million in a year? And I failed miserably, miserably, because it was all about me figuring out how I could make a million. And then in 2011, I did a mission success challenge. And it wasn't about like, what could I get? It was about what can I give? And like, it was also about like, what is my dream life and how can I get more intentional? But when I switched into what can I give, it changed everything because then I was looking for ways to show up and be of value, be of service. I wasn't even doing it to try and like be an expert or any, I was just, how can I be helpful? And even just having that attitude of like, just how, how can I make people's days better? And just also for it being not just a business thing, but a complete lifestyle change. Like if I meet someone in a coffee shop or I speak to someone like over the counter, how can I brighten their day? And it's not that you always have to be going around like trying to brighten people's days, but it's just an attitude and a philosophy and a way of life, like showing up to be of service to try and be the best, the kindest, the loveliest human being you can be. And that literally did change my life. And I really do think that it, I think it's really a big reason for why I've managed to create so much success. So many people are like, I don't know what to give away for free. I don't want to give too much away for free. I mean, you can't ever give anything too much away for free. Like, don't be afraid to give. I feel like giving is the way to receive. So, yeah.
0: I mean, you're so special. You're the real deal. And this was so valuable.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. And I really hope that you found it helpful. And I just think just little steps just, and it doesn't even like you always say, it can be messy. It can be. Scrappy, I think it's a word you always use, like just taking little steps and like we can all create so much success and it's amazing. And it blows me away what's possible really, um, but it's every single one of us can do this and it doesn't have to be fancy. And I also take really a lot of, what's the word? I like the fact that I am pretty messy. I'm pretty overwhelmed a lot of the time. I am a bit chaotic and a bit all over the place, but I can, you can still create wild amounts of success. <laughs> like, and be so imperfect. And I love that. And it makes me feel excited that you don't have to have it all figured out. No one has it figured out really, do they? So anyway, thank you for having me. It's been lovely to chat with you all.
0: You are lovely. You're the best. And you absolutely fulfill that intention. You do treat every person like we are your best friends because you're so, like I said, down to earth, vulnerable, real, genuine, kind. And I think that was just loaded with so many tactical ideas, but also just so much heart and so much big picture. And you left us in this like beautiful place of possibility. So, so grateful to you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for coming in today. And uh, this is just the best. So thank you, Carrie. I always love talking to Carrie. If you wanna watch this episode, if you wanna watch any of these episodes, we do record all of these and they are all sitting waiting for you on my YouTube channel. Go ahead and binge them there. All right, here are the takeaways. Number one, we all wanna be part of something that comes together and stands together. Number two, stop thinking about what's in it for you and lean into giving. Giving is the way to receive. Number three, play the long game. Build amazing relationships, create visibility, grow your audience and get them excited for what you're creating. Number four, zoom out and look at the bigger picture. It doesn't matter if you mess up. What matters is that you gave it a shot. Number five, keep it simple. Focus on one transformation you can give your audience every month. Number six, show up and be of service. Number seven, be scrappy and take little steps. It might be messy and chaotic, but you can still create wild amounts of success. All right, now we're gonna celebrate some of our made to do this graduates. Melanie said, I'm creating May content for my membership group for small online business owners. We have an Instagram Reels workshop, and I'm giving my members a choice from a smorgasbord of ideas, SEO, Pinterest for marketing, signature content that does all the things, etc. Having a membership has been magic for my business. I highly recommend it. Melanie, that is so cool. I love that you're growing your membership and truly nurturing them. This win couldn't be more appropriate for this episode, and I'm so excited for how much your community is going to keep expanding. Let's all go give Melanie some love. Her Instagram is at Melanie Matthews tech. All right. Here's another win from Isabel. She said, I am on day 15 of 30 podcasts in a row with two guests already recorded for the weekend. And I was a guest on two radio programs this week. Isabel, you are such a star. I am so impressed that you're doing 30 days of podcasting and it sounds like you're having so much fun with it. Isabel's podcast is called life on the bright side. Go take a listen and give her your support. All right. Now it's time to announce today's giveaway winner. I'm doing these giveaways every Monday and Thursday. So if you want a chance to win some adorable swag, a hoodie, or a mug, just leave a review for the podcast, and novel podcast, or go live on your Instagram in your stories and talk about your favorite episode or talk about one of the takeaways and tag me at Kathy.Heller. Today's winner is Bevy of Gratitude. And she wrote, I love the new Daily Dose Minnesotes. Don't Keep Your Day Job as part coaching, part spiritual healing, and part conversation all good. Kathy Heller hosts wonderful guests in interesting conversations. I love how after these conversations, Kathy reviews the takeaways. Her podcast is part of my daily routine and I'm loving her newish daily dose minisodes when Kathy shares what's on her heart every day. I often listen to these short ones while my coffee is brewing. It's a great way to start the day. I really feel Kathy rooting for each and every listener in her community. Five stars. Thank you so much you have no idea what that means to me thank you so much for taking the time and for writing such generous words you guys mean so so much to me i cannot thank you enough for being here i know that you have so much going on and you're here so thank you for being here i promise i will keep showing up with all my heart and soul so that you feel seen and so that you feel encouraged to go do you start taking that messy inspired action and if you want me to hold your hand through it Get into Made to Do This. The doors will officially be opening in June, but during this pre-sale time over the next few weeks, you can get Made to Do This for $2,000 less. The price is going to be going up. If you want a $2,000 discount, go to madetodothis.com and grab your seat. I also want to ask you if this episode today inspired you If it did, can you think of somebody else who might be inspired by it? Because if that's the case, I'd love you to email them the link or text it to them or post about the show on your Instagram and tag me at kathy.heller. And I'll repost as many of those as I can. And you can tag Carrie too. She's at I am Carrie green, and she's also at female entrepreneur association. And then she'll see what you guys posted. And we'll both repost as many as we can. I love you guys so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine. And since we're doing daily episodes, I'll talk to you tomorrow.
2: There's quiet in the air, feel how your feet touch the ground, you're all